welcome once again to the Legion of Reason Diversion. This is episode 221 on this very, very cold... Uh, well, it's, no, I was just about to say January. It's still December. <laughs> oh, great. Lovely. So we had another few months of winter to look forward to, and yeah, it sucks. But the day's getting longer. Uh, we have with us today Jessica Schraub. She is a former mystic and has seen the light of... Or it's one way of putting it, and she's uh, gone into the realm of rational thinking. And we're going to talk about her journey down the rabbit hole and back up again. Uh, that couldn't have been easy. So we're going to. Uh, so we'll welcome Jessica to to the uh, Legion of Reason diversion. And Thank you for having me. I will. There we go. One man band. It gets. Uh, it's very hectic at the very beginning, and then. then Come on. Okay, there we go. Now you're. Now we can see. Good. Uh, but yeah, welcome, Jessica. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, what you're about. Oh, my gosh. About myself. Where yeah. do I start? Um, well, are you needing to go into you're my for- story? Or- no, you're a former Canadian. Or, or is that formers? Or is that... Uh, I'm still Canadian. You're still Canadian. <laughs> okay. That's the, but, you, but you live abroad. Um, sorry? Do you live abroad, though? Yeah, I'm yeah. currently in Portugal. Portugal, okay. Yeah. The language um, must be different, that, you know, like to, in terms of, is it um, getting used to something to get used to when you moved over there? Well, getting used to it being really cold inside and it always being warmer outside. Um, the food, a little bit. Um, well, if you don't speak the language, it's a bit of a challenge as well, but it's really, really nice, actually. It's not that much, there's no very little crime. Oh. Um, it's very peaceful. It, it has a back in time kind of feeling to it. Cobblestone roads, castles. People are very friendly. Fruit trees everywhere that you can help yourself with. You know, oranges, mandarins, persimmons. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So, so no block heaters in in Portugal. They are, but they're quite pricey. Like they can add up very quickly. Like no, like like for cars. You know the the block heater, but you're from Vancouver, right? So you guys don't have block well block heaters either for your cars. I mean, it's it's pretty warm there. Yeah, no, we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> see see that's that's my test. If 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 people don't know what a block heater is, uh, I could live there. You know, especially with palm trees. Uh, nice wine yeah, country. Yeah, palm trees here too. Wine, yes, wonderful wine. I mean, be- Tempranillos. I love a good Tempranillo. Uh, There's green wine too. What the heck is green wine? I've never heard of that. It's just another kind of wine. Oh. So, okay. So, <laughs> but, like, is it actually green? Like, Yes, it is. Wow. I, I've never seen that. I, I mean, you know, it's not like we don't get uh, Portuguese wine in uh, in uh, wine stores here. But, yeah, I'll have to take a look and see. see is it like a sweet wine or is it or uh, just a reg, you know, tastes like a white? say it tastes like a white but they have lots of sweet wines like muscatel and ginger and Mm. uh port of course port yeah i mean that's that's where the name comes from yeah i i love port actually i'm a but they have it in a cantaloupe here they cut a cantaloupe in half and then they pour the port in there and then they put up with a spoon it's it's kind of like a port sangria in a way Yes, yes. So lots of sangrias here too, which I really like. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that whole that the Iberian Peninsula is is you know totally into 
to that. Uh, yeah, we, we I make it sometimes here, especially you know in the summer. I'm not going to make it now because it's damn cold. But, um, Frozen I, wine, like a popsicle. Uh, wine? Well, that's the thing. You know, what, the thing about Canada is, is our specialty is ice wine. I mean, that tells you a lot <laughs> about, oh, yeah. about the climate, right? I mean, in fact, actually, BC doesn't really have much in the way of of uh, ice wine, do they? They're that's not most that of I a, know. Of. That's mostly an Ontario thing. Uh, well, I yeah. haven't been to Canada in over like ten years or oh, so. Oh, so you've been away. I'm like, when I go back, I'm going to be quite culture shocked. I'm sure by how. I mean, before living in Portugal, I was in Tenerife, the Canary Islands, and then before that, uh, Bali, Indonesia, for two oh. years. So, so you you've had the wanderlust. To... Well, yes. <laughs> before <laughs> that, I went to a bunch of other places as well, but that's also part of the story too. Oh yeah, well, um, so that's a good seg into the story, man. I, to begin from the beginning, I guess. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll try to shorten it, though, because it can be quite lengthy. I do have um, long blogs on this as well as a documentary. Um, but, uh, so I, I was raised in a religious family. And this, but it was uh, not a typical kind of, like, just Christianity, per se. It was um, like a cult in which it had also a combination of Christianity, Jewish, and uh, Jehovah's Witness. Oh. And, so, yeah, you couldn't really... We had church on a Saturday instead of Sunday. Um, we weren't allowed to eat pork or seafood or things like this. Um, no holidays, so no Christmas or anything like that. And you could mostly only talk to people that were within the church. This was called the Worldwide Church of God. Or some people who might know Huh. It's actually, it went down um, shortly after we left, which I'm jumping ahead. But uh, so basically at, at some point, um, my dad uh, decided to leave the church. I think it was about 14. And um, when that happened, Oops. I got quite upset because our friends, these were our friends. And now suddenly we couldn't be friends because only if you believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. Did someone uh, bang you? Uh yeah, Twyla's. We're still having some technical issues with Twyla's account. Uh, she, she's, uh, yeah, it's okay. You <laughs> keep going. Okay. I so so yeah, and I decided to try to um, go to other churches since my dad left the church. He left the church for a very strange reason. Basically, he um, started to hear voices of where angels were coming to him and saying, you know, what are you doing here? It's not doing anything for you. You should just leave. And he did. Um, and an angel saying churches, what are you doing here? It's kind of funny. Um, but, uh, so I'm trying to stay on point. Um, that's actually an interesting story in and of itself. You know, it's, you know, that, wow. I I hadn't realized this was a, a part of your life that, that very, uh, strange version of christianity and yep uh, and when they when they um they I, can't, I think some kind of scandal happened that they shut down for a while surprise, and surprise. then they came very recently um yeah of course uh they've recently showed up again with i think they're called the world reformed church of god now or something yeah. like this <laughs> they're, sure they're reformed yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new better version you know yep uh so 
So yeah, when we left the church, I was quite frustrated with my family. So I tried to look for other churches, but it just didn't feel right. So then I started to explore different religions. And um, I had a hard time choosing. And as I researched them, which was very, very basic, like, oh, they're all saying love and yeah. and uh, stuff like this. That we're, It's really all the same thing. So why choose? Why not just embrace all of them? It's all good. It's, it's very... <laughs> Not very deep research at all to realize that it's actually not that good. But I, I talk about this because I really feel that um, spiritual New Age beliefs are very um, connected to uh, religious beliefs. Yeah, I think sure. it's pretty same thing in a different the package. Same. The only difference is it's more spiritual New Age beliefs are, are just more, like, uh, let's say, expanded. It's like a buffet of all these different things mm. that you can just pick and choose what you want to believe and, you know, what works for you, what's true for you. And they have the, the boys version, which seems to be more about uh, conspiracy theories or females, more about um, positivity, angels and, you know, mm. stuff like that. So anyway, um, what happened next, uh, shortly after my sister, after we left the church, my sister died when I was 16. Oh, that's terrible. And then my dad started to have strokes. I think my dad actually had oh. strokes before, uh, maybe transient strokes, which is why he started to hear voices um, or claim to hear voices. Um, so when he had these these strokes very strongly after my, my sister dying, um, then my dad really started to say that he's talking to other beings, not just angels, but aliens and that my sister isn't really dead, that she's transitioned uh, to another dimension and she's working with the family and uh, that I have this. He, then he was very adamant about trying to get through to me that I had this important mission um, and that I was chosen and this kind of stuff. And it was very upsetting because I just wanted my dad to be, you know, normal. And this really wasn't what we needed is just not reality right so i actually was quite a skeptic in the beginning and i really rebelled against it and fought it and fought my dad to the point that i would we'd, I'd just get very angry at my dad and i'd say some pretty harsh things and uh, then shortly after i said something really harsh to him he died when i was 21. he just had a massive brain hemorrhage and i i, I started to feel quite guilty and responsible because all these my dad was just constantly hammering these new age beliefs and ideologies to me um to the point like it started to make me worried that what if it is actually true so if your thoughts create reality and what you say makes it things happen and i really am this powerful being like my dad was trying to tell me then you know i'm responsible for my dad's death i did it um and so i started to just feel that I had to kind of make it up to him and I wanted to be close to him and if this is true then I'm why am I fighting this I should uh, so I just started to in, embrace it, it in this way that's fully. quite um, I'm really sorry to hear that it sounds mm. you know almost coercive and, and for you to take on that guilt is is awful it's by horrible. the way this I just, um, we're having some technical difficulties. Randy, um, Sam is monitoring and he uh, says your mic isn't working. So it sounds like this one way conversation. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. yeah. And My mic is not working. A, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going right. to ask him if mine is. And I'm sorry to interrupt, Jessica. Please no, no, that's okay. that's okay. 
it, it really was awful because mm. um, it, it, I still have this sort of irrational guilt sometimes. I still feel responsible or I'm still finding reasons to be re- responsible when I shouldn't be. So it's a, it's a lot of work to constantly mm, be attentive to this and try to deprogram myself from this. So, um, after that, um, I started to try to find other people that have been getting maybe similar messages like my dad to let them know they weren't alone. I just wanted to try to just make, do as much good as I could and, and help and, you know, spread my dad's work. And, um, I, I also started to make uh, YouTube videos and, Pretty quickly, I got a lot of attention with them. Uh, people were making offers for me to you know, go to different countries and speak. Um, I ended up getting an interview on a very, um, pro- oh, I don't know, Project Camelot. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but they were very well known at the time for like everything woo and conspiracy theories and aliens and all these kind of things that I was really indoctrinated in from um, since age 16 to age 21. Um, David Icke, reptilian people, stuff like this as well. So I went on there and I ended up becoming very, quite well known overnight. And that was, that was very surreal. And, uh, it was very difficult to be able to question if what I was doing was the right thing because I had constantly people that were confirming and praising me for what I was doing and encouraging it and thank you, you helped me so much, you helped me to heal, and always request to, to heal, like, can you do this, can you do that, and I just said, well, I will try, and then, wow, that, I, I felt your energy come to me, and I was transformed, and it's just very, like, mind-blowing and surreal, because before, things weren't really working for me at all, um, even with uh, just jobs or or school, and now suddenly it seems like all these doors are opening up to me, and people are seeing me the way my dad was saying people would see me one day. So uh, it was very strange because my my followers were just they were very much sycophants, you know. I couldn't do anything wrong. Um, and then one day when I was asked to do a conference in Spain, I think it was Madrid. Uh, at the end of the conference, I had this moment where I saw the people, the way they were, the followers, the way they were looking at me like some kind of angel on this, felt the pedestal, and it made me uncomfortable. It felt like a creepy Twilight Zone moment. So I decided that (laughs) I would see if I could snap them out of it, which is my strange logic at the time, was to do this really loud, epic burp. Too bad it wasn't recorded. It was right after my speech. Um, and it was quite, like I said, loud and long and quite dramatic the way I did it with my arms out and everything. And um, then shortly, right, right after I did that, I pointed to my translator and I said it was him. And uh, I, he's like, no, no, it wasn't me. It was you. And I, I was just about to say, well, yes, of course it was. And when I heard the, my followers and the audience, people were saying, how dare you accuse Jessica Mystic of such a thing? Q. <laughs> How dare you accuse Jessica Mystica of such a thing? It was you, you pig. So that was quite shocking because they saw me do it. They clearly saw me do it, but they refused to admit that I could do such a thing. And so that was a moment of realization that something was off, but not enough to get me to snap out of it. Uh, what got me to uh, snap out of it was a little bit later on, I ended 
end up getting involved in a relationship because um, before I wasn't really, I felt I had no time for a relationship. I was so busy with my spiritual work and the spiritual mission and trying to save the world um, and confirming what people are seeing and experiencing and all these things. And um, so I got into this relationship and it turned out to be quite toxic. He was abusive. Uh, psychologically and uh, very manipulative and was wanting to use my followers as well which I felt responsible for um, and I wasn't able to get out of the relationship I, uh, it was very difficult um, also because um, well first of all I got into the relationship because I thought that um, with my indoctrination of my beliefs that you know my love I knew he wasn't a very good person but my love could change him Oh. This is also something girls usually think when they meet the, the wrong guy. Oh, you know, it'll work. I'll change him. And uh, also that my soul chose this and um, I have to be an example. Um, and I just have to send him love and light and good energy and stuff like this. But yeah, it just um, made him realize he can get away with whatever because it was always my fault because I just wasn't um, loving enough or conscious enough. It's really awful. Um, it seems to work on my end. I can hear you. No, no I, I know you, you can hear me, but it's uh, the feed that's going to the uh, other uh, system, the other uh, to Facebook, etc. Is is the is the problem? Uh, sorry, yeah, just just ignore me. <laughs> I'm just testing it. Okay. Um, Sam uh, says, "Don't fix it because it's okay now." <laughs> as in right yeah. now. Right now? Um, no, not right yes. now. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, probably should be okay now. There we go. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I had a really hard time getting out of the relationship, so I just decided that I was going to uh, book a plane ticket to as far away from him as I could, literally, which was um, Asia. So I ended up going to the Philippines and then uh, Thailand and then Singapore and then Australia, then Malaysia, and then to Bali, Indonesia, where I ended up meeting. And I went there because I was um, very much struggling because of that relationship, um, really starting to wonder why my beliefs weren't able to help me with this, how my, my guides or... Um, my soul could choose such an experience or such a person. Um, I was very frustrated with, so I had to try to figure out what um, way I, what I could do or how I could kind of repair myself. And so I, I did this trip also to try to um, do maybe spiritual workshops and things like this, connect with like minds and just, you know, heal myself, I guess. And um in, in Bali, Indonesia, it was quite a spiritual <laughs> mecca as well for people that don't know ever since Eat, Pray, Love movie. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. They have everything there from um, tantra activations and uh, unicorn oh. initiation, just really bizarre out there things you just can't imagine. Um, and also women who are trying to dress up like Julia Roberts from the movie and rent bicycles like in the movie in hopes to get run over <laughs> by uh, the love of their life, the Philippine. So this is another form of um, gullibility that it, or just this idea that people have and they think that it will somehow be reality if they reenact it or something. Yeah. It's very strange. 
Uh, it was in Bali, Indonesia, where I met Diego Fontaneve, where, uh, where Christine knows him. He's, uh, one, he's on the board of um, a- AAI. Atheist Alliance International, yeah. 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 That is such a cool and, name. Uh, <laughs> what, AAI? A- no, 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 Diego. Diego, <laughs> Diego Fontaneve is a cool name to you? Yeah, I, I keep threatening to change my name to Raul Escobar, you know. <laughs> he doesn't like his name at all. Really? It always makes him think of, of some guy with a big mustache and a sombrero. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> or associated with some famous uh, football player or something. Oh, uh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, Real so he was, um, I met Diego through couch surfing. Um, and he was probably one of the first uh, people I've spoken to in a while that was not spiritual at all. Except I thought he was, because he seemed so mystical in his photos. He had these yellow eyes, and I looked at his profile, and he had um, an image of me in my Project Camelot interview and and something with David Icke, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this guy guy gets it um, and understands these things. But his English also wasn't very good at the time, too. And so, um, but he was very curious about um, my beliefs and how I was thinking. And he just started asking questions, um, which were quite jarring, actually. The kind of questions he'd ask, like, are, are, you, um, are you able to think outside of these beliefs? Or is this you think, talk, speaking or your beliefs think, uh, talking or thinking for you? Um, you think you're helping because I really thought I was helping. What if you're not? What if you're doing harm to people? And uh, shortly after in, in Bali, Indonesia, I found out that there were that the mental institutions there were full of Westerners that come there after the spiritual workshops and after this was also around the time of uh, 2012 where everybody thought it was going to be the end of the world or a big shift. And I also was trying to you know, prepare for that, even though I never fully believed something like the world was going to end. I knew that a lot of people were very concerned, so I was trying to comfort people and give them something, well, know, something else credible to think of, uh, but <laughs> it's like just the next step or whatever. But um, so, yeah, it was the more I talked to Diego, the more I started to see the harm that these beliefs were causing me and also um, my followers, um, people I cared about. Uh, It was very upsetting because, um, you know, you think you're helping and only to find out you're not. You're you're like a drug dealer. That's what it – they just want more and more and just taking pieces of you and and you're really – you feel that you – you again you have a responsibility to them but that's and so with Diego we ended up after him being able to help me it felt like again drug rehabilitation um, just questioning everything and re-examining everything and then I started to speak out um, on YouTube and try to um, tell people about my findings and uh, they pretty much turned on me they called me evil a traitor liar brainwashed by Diego <laughs> Um, it was really horrible and um, it was only because I didn't tell them what they wanted to hear you know because I was telling them to think and question it immediately is something so awful Um, but I just kept on uh, making videos and and sharing 
and eventually people started to realize and see you know that they also were stuck and they didn't want to struggle with this kind of gullibility or these kind of beliefs anymore so this is when we started to um have the the EOF project which is sorry I'm jumping all over the place and that's okay. <laughs> um with Diego, we decided to set up an EUF project. I'm co-founder. And uh, we would work with people to help them transition from believer to, to a skeptic. So we would help them to... EUF stands for um, end of fear. But um, what the kind of fear I'm talking about is um, irrational fear. Existential fear. Uh, so fear that I'm not good enough for God. I'm not good enough as a spiritual person. I need to be more positive, I have to avoid negative, all, all these things that um, give us a lot of unnecessary anxiety and stress mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to question this and know the difference because we're not trying to get rid of um, real fears, uh, like um, if you're in physical danger, we need that kind of fear, it's, it's, it's there to keep us safe. But the problem is we constantly confuse um, actual fear with irrational fear. And mm -hmm. then we react to it. And then we create a whole bunch of unnecessary problems. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm going to go back a little bit to, to how you were treated by the community. And, you know, people have this this bubble that they've sort of a, a world that they've created for themselves inside a bubble. And what what's happening is that you're threatening to pop the bubble, right? That's that's yep. where it all comes from. Um, it's no different for religion than it is for uh, any other rational belief. And but I didn't realize at the time. I know now that that. Well, actually, um, I found out that there was an experiment done um, where they found out that if a person is has their beliefs questioned the part of the brain that lights up is the same part of if they are in physical danger so they react as if they're in physical danger and the reason this is is because of identification with the belief so the person thinks they are the belief mm -hmm. so if you if you challenge that then you're challenging them as a person they are not able to separate the two they don't realize they weren't they were not born with this belief Mm -hmm. And that, um, that it, how it has taken over. I, I feel like it is sort of like a, a parasite. It is it's like takes over your mind and thinks for you. Well, there's a, something to be said for the meme uh, uh, paradigm. You know that it, it's a kind of a mind virus. And pe when the thing is, people have to stop identifying with their beliefs. They're that you know they they're not their beliefs. They are who they are. This and, is key, but. It's not just even the spiritual or religious beliefs, but also um, other beliefs we have about ourselves, again, identifying with I'm not good enough or identifying with uh, our idea of who we think we are in a relationship or who we think our partner is. So there's a whole bunch of little ones that I think it is linked to religious thinking in, in some ways oh, as wow. well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is also... Um, Q, please, I'm doing an interview. You can say hi <laughs> instead. <clears throat> None of my cats do that. Uh, yeah, he bought that. Of course, it's because the door is closed to have privacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like, like if he's not in, I know he'll meow and bang the door to get in. So it's like you just can't win. It's the <laughs> door open, door closed kind of thing, right? Yeah. So. There, there's okay, a, there's a, 
existential uh, analogy in there somewhere, but <laughs> I don't know. We often have <clears throat> pets joining us on our shows. <laughs> yeah, okay, good to know. I'm, I'm Mine, yeah. ten, got ten cats, and there's not one to be found around here. That's wow! That's amazing <laughs> that they're not yeah. interrupting your show. But no, his name Q did. is named after the the oh the character the, John Delancey. We had him on as a guest. Yeah, the god yeah. that makes trouble all the time and messes yeah. with it. That's yeah. exactly what Good he's like. So I really wonder if we name <laughs> we didn't name him that would he not be like a jerk or? <laughs> gotta be careful. <laughs> but you name them, they could become it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, going back to um, so religious thinking is influencing us a lot, even if we think we're not religious. So I didn't um, identify with myself as religious for a long time. Actually, I I don't think I ever was fully religious. Like I never really embraced fully this idea of God or even Jesus, actually. Um, but I wanted to be accepted by my family and by my community. And so you have to be good and you have to tell people what they want to hear. And I mean, if I was good in church or if I could uh, repeat my Bible lessons, then I'd get a reward. Right. Um, So you're a good person. And so uh, because I remember being quite bored, but I thought that, okay, I will. I think what happens is as kids, we're bored at church and then we just think, "Mm, I'll just pretend so you can even do this as an experiment, which I don't know if I suggest, but uh, you can go to church or try to subscribe to a belief for a day, just to try to see what it's like. And it's just like playing a role for a bit. And then you try to do it for a week and then a month. And then after a month, you start to forget that you were playing a role. You start to forget that you were, you know, just... Um, just just trying it on uh, to, because after a while you start to really believe it. Now this also happens with the uh, actors with the Stanislavski method as well. They really struggle trying to regain their psyche after certain roles. So it's, it's not suggested, but it's interesting to see how quickly we can go to, from being a believer if we're not constantly being skeptical and questioning. I mean, I even know some people that were supposedly skeptics that after a few days of uh, watching um, Flat Earth videos it's totally true now to them. And that's quite shocking how quickly we can uh, transition to such a belief. I have a friend who actually was a Christian and he decided he was going to try and live life as an atheist for a week just to, you know, check it out. (laughs) And he became an atheist. (laughs) Yeah. It's David, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's an identification to also like this idea of family and, and fellowship. And uh, I just don't like how with religion, we, uh, this idea of um, that we need to be saved, that we're not good enough, you know, that we're dirty sinners. Um, spirituality, there's constant work you have to do as well. Um, and it, it's also never enough, like I was saying before. Um, you have to meditate, you have to do yoga. And there's nothing wrong with meditation and yoga, but then it transitions. I think it's like a gateway drug to the more heavier stuff. Because if you go to a meditation or yoga center or practitioner, they will try to get you involved in uh, chakra activation or you know, crystal healing or whatever or, um, maybe from you have to be a vegetarian okay vegetarian's fine but from vegetarian to vegan from vegan to raw food uh, raw food 200 mile diet um, you know then of course nothing um, GMO everything has to be organic don't and forget breatharians I was just thinking that I was getting <laughs> <laughs> 
because then you go from like maybe just only eating fruit, one kind of a fruit, and I was there. I I went um, quite. I went up to uh, vegan. Um, uh, no, raw food. Raw food was the furthest I got. But then, yeah, I started mm. to hear that that's not enough. You actually have to, you know, strive to live off of the 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 energy. Uh, you have to live off of the sun, um, which is the breatharianism. And the whole goal of that is to have your your butthole close up, <laughs> and just to constantly raise your vibration, raise your vibration to the point like, what are we vibrators? vibrate all the time that's conscious you you start thinking about it you're just like what so screwed up (laughs) yeah so i just constantly held by you have to do this and that and it's just and it and they they start pigeonholing you in these little tiny boxes and you have to come and you're and we're always looking to indoctrinate ourselves with new videos to stay informed you think you're you're smart you think you know things that other people don't know uh what i found so appealing about the spiritual new age beliefs was just that it was like anything was possible. Does anybody Um, ever ask what's the evidence? So evidence they would, uh, when would they, okay, how would I say? How would they handle it? They would say that this is beyond science, Uh, so it can't be proven. So what you feel, what you experience, if you have a high emotional experience where you feel one with the universe, Where's the evidence in that? You can't prove it, but you feel it so strongly, so you're so convinced that that it's true. And you look for evidence to confirm it all the time Mm. to you. That's the confirmation bias. So evidence isn't so important to people. It's It's what they feel. Feelings is uh, is the form of evidence that they are swayed by. Not not actual objective evidence, which what should be, from our perspective, well, to them, they feel that there's more than more to life than that. Like it, it also closes us off to magic and wonder and gullibility. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't, but uh, because there's no evidence for it, we just reject the existence of it. Uh, we don't. Okay, I should say we say, don't accept the existence of. It. Let's say hypothetically, the if there if there was evidence that there was a god. I would think that even if there was evidence of that there was a God, I still wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Because what kind of God are we now talking about? The one in the Bible? Well, that one sounds absolutely crazy and hypocritical. Well, if and that so existed, you just wouldn't worship it, right? Sorry? I mean, if that one existed, it wouldn't be worth worshiping. And exactly. So you can acknowledge the existence of a God and say, still say, yeah, screw you. Um, <laughs> exactly that's what i'm going for like even yeah. if there was evidence i still would because i've heard some some atheists even say well if god then one day turns out to be proven then i will believe and only then but i'm but i'm thinking that we have to be careful with that because there are also like you were saying people who can go from being an, a skeptic or an atheist to suddenly believing as well i've gotten quite a few letters from people like this too and uh, here's why i transitioned you know um but um well, summarize that. So, uh, that's actually an interesting point. What, what, why do these people do that? I mean, if you... well, sometimes they say they were raised in an atheist family and um, they felt very closed off. It was very cold and distant. There wasn't this kind of warmth or or this excitement about um, life, magic possibilities. Um, they had an amazing experience, and maybe they had a near death experience. Um, or they have an experience outside of their body, so now I know there's so much more. And this is what something, uh, there's a, a well-known scientist, Susan Blackmore, who um, 
had a really amazing out-of-body experience and it's made it very hard for her to, you know, at one point she was so convinced that that was real and she was trying to convince the scientists and skeptics as well. Um, and so she did a, a lot of research into this to find out what was going on. Am I tripping? What, you know, how, <laughs> how can we explain this? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, but with me, I was even thinking unusual. like we have this idea that if there is a God, do we, I'm wondering why should we even care? There's no evidence either that, that this, that if there is a God that it even cares about us, maybe mm. there is some kind of creator that I, I was thinking that it's like, Q, what the heck? Um, Q, there, there's like, the God right there. Yeah, there he is. Um, that like a sea turtle. I have this. I, it goes and lays its eggs, and then it leaves, and just mm. we never see it again. The babies never see the, the the mother again, and so it's very indifferent. It just doesn't care. So maybe it's something like this. But I think that we have just a lot of problems from trying to figure out if there is a God or if there isn't. And why should we care? Let's just live our life because the more we care, the more we're just creating wars and just constantly arguing and just wasting brain space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor kitty. I won't, but I just, if it gets him to calm down, please come chill with me. We use um, <clears throat> canned air a lot. Canned air? <laughs> yeah, canned air. You know, like for cleaning. Noise? Yeah. Or, well, stop them from doing something that's bad. It's uh, preferable to water pistols, but, yeah. You mean like was, that kind of noise? Yeah. A yeah. little burst of air in their face? Yeah, they, not yeah. in their face, no. <laughs> but, but we have, we have, have, we have a Singapura that... Uh, likes to play with you know we have with one of these stacks of twigs you know decorative things and it likes to this little singapura uh cat kitten we have likes to play with them and of course that's once gone <laughs> that's it problem solved i use a spray bottle but it, for some reason there's no water in it so oh. that seems to be quite <laughs> effective too yeah traumatizing cats with water yeah, uh, it's how, how do you claw back your way back from from all this kind of belief? I mean, you had somebody, you had a guru, Diego, uh, bring you back from that. Uh, not <laughs> everybody has that. a guru. Yeah, I was lucky in this way that he. I really made him like I like I said, I put him on a pedestal at one point, and I thought that okay, he's trying to warn me. He, he cares that he sees that I'm you know blind. And I'm going down this path and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, he's trying to make me aware of this and I, I appreciate it. But I think he's he's talking about fake spirituality. That he somehow... I had this idea that he was like this advanced being for some reason. Um, and that he... like so. And this is what a lot of people thought as well. Like when I when I was started to speak, they're like, "Okay, she's only talking about this this yeah." There's some things that aren't good in spirituality, and but there are some things that that are fine. So we shouldn't discard everything, you know. Like don't throw the baby with the bathwater, kind of a thing. But mm. if it's going to create problems, if it's going to create a lot of irrational fears, and again make you gullible, then maybe we should. And so a lot of people had a hard time um, accepting that I was actually going after spirituality as a whole. They're like, whoa, no, you can't do that. Um, there, there, is a, there is a spirit. You can't discard this. Or like, so I kept getting, what about this? What about that? Um, 
And so I was like, well, maybe your, your spiritual experience might be true, but is it worth it for you to lose your mind toward, to it? Because that's what happens. So it takes people who can, are stable-minded and makes them less and less stable. Mm. Is that worth it? And then you're going to push it on your kids. You know, you're going to think that it's the way to be. It's the end-all, be-all. Uh, this is something we have to really look at that. How, how do you think this affects mental health uh, of people? These beliefs. Well, like I said, is it? I, um, uh, is it? Is it? Sorry, is it sort of like? Uh, is somebody necessarily mentally ill before they get into these things, or is it? To can it affect mental health? I I I, I just don't understand how people get into this. It, like I understand that there's a, a feeling of connection, um, but I I can do that with my telescope. I mean, I feel connected. Well, I feel connected okay. to the universe through my telescope because I, I see. Well, it, there. I think I just answered my question. I actually see, you know, the the Andromeda galaxy. I actually see these uh, nebulae, these star nurseries, mm -hmm. like like the Orion Nebula, and that's how I get my connectedness to the universe. It, it's but it's real. It's something I can actually show other people. It's not it makes personal. You small, though. It, it does. Yeah, it's not personal. Yes. It makes you small, but see, for for a spiritual new age, it makes you really important. What also bothers me about this belief is you're the center of the universe. You know that hmm. um, the whole planet uh, you can affect by your thoughts. Well, if that was the case, why are there people starving still in the world? Why are there still wars? Uh, the universe is all love, and it, the, our planet is the most important planet, and all the other alien races are, are only interested in our planet. You know, these kind of things. <laughs> it's, like, um, yeah. it's, it's like all the aliens, except on Doctor Who, all the aliens go to America. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Except on Just Doctor like Who. Just like this. So if we're the center of the universe. We're the most important. So it's the same with religion. This bothers me is that... Um, God gave us this planet to do with it what we like. So if we want to sacrifice something, if we have this, if we want to mistreat an animal, or if we want to destroy the planet, we can because because of this idea of God and that we're privileged, that we're special. That's very disturbing. Yeah. Well, well we are special in the sense that I keep saying this is that I'm not the first to say this uh, that this we are how the universe came to know itself. You know. It, it's. I find that amazing. I, I don't need. To, I, I just don't feel the need to add stuff. I mean, I, I find this universe as it is so amazing. Why do people think that they need to add stuff? To that's it? a good question. I'm trying to think how I used to think before to try to answer it. Yeah, that's probably a good place uh, to go. Yeah. I think what? because. There's yeah. so much that we're not seeing that there's so much that we're like, we use such a small percentage of our eyes. Uh, there's so many things that we don't know that we don't understand that it's mind blowing. And also it's very hard to handle the unknown, um, particularly when you hear things about aliens or UFOs or, you know, yeah. these sort of things, they immediately make us think, well, what if they are true? And what if we're, we're the ones that are being foolish by ignoring it? Um, we should look in on this more because this information is being withheld from us. So, um, <laughs> also, again. I think yeah. the idea of that why it's not enough is because the this idea of infinity growth um, connected to God, we have to, if we if we think it's just enough, then we don't then we don't go further. 
but funny enough, I find that like our, our beliefs don't really let us grow further because when I think about um, religion, it feels like it makes me think of um, being in school and having to take a test. And the teacher said, now, kids, there's no need to study um, the all the, the answers to everything is God. You know, so you can't think the you can't easy grow. answers. Can't... It's easier yeah. than than actually studying science. I mean, that, that, that's that... for sure. That and also the unknown is scary. So there are things that, that science doesn't isn't able to answer, like what happens when we die? No one knows. So we have to invent stories. And these stories make us so convinced that it's true that we're willing to kill other people like suicide bombers because we're so sure we're going to a paradise. We're so people are I've witnessed this so many times also um, within the spiritual new age community. How many people killed themselves because they were so sure that they were going to another dimension or another life? There's a um, mm. One of the reasons I got under a lot of fire, there's a oh, lot the of um, there's a lot of uh, websites and videos, and whenever I make videos, a lot of the times they get downvoted right away um, because I I started to um, go after certain spiritual leaders like Teal Swan, who was oh, promoting. Who's that? that? I don't know who this guy. It's a girl. Okay. <laughs> She kind of looks like a guy, uh, but uh, a lot of people think she's very attractive. Uh, but uh, she's basically, I mean, I find a lot of people who get into this, they they re- they either know that it's BS and then and they just milk it for all it's worth and you make a business out of it. Mm. I wasn't this way. I, I really convinced myself that it was true. And therefore, because of the irrational guilt. And therefore, I was able to convince others as well. And there's a lot of people who are, they, they really feel it's true. And the, what's horrible is these people end up being exploited by the ones who know, who know it's not and end up you know, uh, using and abusing them in whatever way in the name of the belief. Like we hear about like with the scandals of churches, for example. So you were saying that, that some of these people actually uh, endorse suicide? Yes, Teal Swan endorses suicide, and so I was speaking up about her. She was also like making people traumatized by making them think you were abducted by aliens and they did horrible things to you, and just she would be so detailed that she would traumatize people with these implanted memories. So yeah, it's really horrible, and so but she's so popular at the same time as well that it people were just absolutely furious that I was calling her out on this. And they're like, you are just jealous and you are bitter. And you're just because you're, you're not as famous as her, all this kind of things. And I was just concerned because I had people coming to me and telling me their traumatic experiences with her and all the few uh, people that I know for, that have killed themselves after taking her advice. Wow. Which it's like, well, if you're not committed to life, then you should just hit the reset button. That's suicide. And it's no big deal because we do it all the time and you just come back in, in another dimension or you're in a paradise or you reincarnate. There's also the, mostly I think she uses a reincarnation card. Yeah, no shortage of, uh, of gullible people, I guess. Um, no. not, how so do- when you're mental illness, I do think that these beliefs, beliefs in general, if there's no critical skeptic, if we're not even skeptical of our emotions as well, like, I'm so sure this person is the one for me. They saved my life, so I have to give my life to them. And maybe that person is, is psycho. You know, so we have to be really careful with, um, first of all, our memories are not reliable. It's been scientifically proven now that they can be um, distorted very easy, bias, different interpretations, different perspectives. 
um, and also flat out false, completely invented. Mm-hmm. And, but then we convince ourselves because it plays over and over in our mind that way, or we don't even realize that it's changed because we think we're seeing the same memory. Um, and then it ends up creating all this um, confusion. And so also we can't really trust our emotions either because our emotions aren't, aren't reliable. We can feel, um, have an emotional moment maybe because we haven't cried in a while or, uh, for example, someone who feels Jesus in their heart and they're crying because they think it's about that. So their emotions are using, like, so the emotions are real, but the, the idea of Christ is an idea. Mm-hmm. It's not real. And yet, so here's a person using their emotions to confirm to them that this is true because I had this high emotional experience. So this is why I say we can't trust our emotions either. We must be skeptical yeah. of these emotions and the memories and, and just all the different ways we can fool ourselves so that we can be less, as less gullible as, as possible. And it's a lot of work. I mean, you're saying what it's like. It really hard for me. Really, really hard. Probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, because it was my whole life. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, Diego kept asking me, well, who are you without these beliefs? What do you mean? <laughs> I, how, yeah. It was so difficult to grasp. Um, it was my job. I was, you know, getting supported this way. People were constantly giving me donations. I at first refused to charge because um, we grew up very poor and my mother was sick with migraines. And I thought, well, only it feels like we're sending this message that only if you're wealthy, do you deserve to be healthy? So I want to give unconditionally like trees that give fruit, flowers, leaves, shade and comfort un- unconditionally. And never one says you owe me for my services. So I got this, this kind of idea and people just started to support me because they were like, you, you have to, you know, you have to survive somehow. And mm-hmm. we want you to do this for time. And well, okay, I, I, I'm horrible at my job, so that's fine. Um, or I was just, it wasn't that it was horrible, I was just a daydreamer. Too, hmm. too much to be able to, to focus. Um, and school was the same thing as well. So, so it was everything. It's the realization that I would lose friends, followers, maybe family members. It's like an earthquake. Because you have question everything. You have to start completely from scratch. And also, you now have this guilt for me, I really wanted to help. If I'm not helping, then okay, I need to, I need to come, come clean. I need to talk. So when when I speak to other people who are promoting this very strongly, um, I look at it like a multiple choice. A, pretend you never heard this and continue on and enjoying the all the consensus, admiration and money and travel and this life, which is very tempting. It's hard to pass up. Or B, disappear and beat yourself up, which some people choose to do. Um, or C, face it. Bite the bullet, try to tell people, you know, I, sorry, I, I was completely conditioned by these ideas, these beliefs, and, and they're actually very harmful, and here's why. Um, to just try to make amends again. So, you see, I did the same thing with my father, trying to make amends, and now making amends with this. Because mm-hmm. it's my responsibility. I mean, uh, I was very shocked to find that one when, when I left, I found that it was more popular than ever. When I first got into it, it was so um, it was very under the table and taboo, and it was very difficult to get find people to talk about it. Um, and uh, and now it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's grown like it's like spreading like wildfire. I mean, we have Oprah. We have the no. secret, what the yeah. do we know? Um, 
uh, trying to think, but it's just, it's very. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. <clears throat> Deep back Chopra, my favorite. I'm, I'm banned on his Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he actually recently befriended Michael Shermer. Uh, yeah. Yes. And yep. they're actually now fine with each other, but it's like, what <laughs> the way like it seems like michael's in some way accepted him or I, i'm like no you shouldn't accept this guy he's yeah. I, I don't know if this guy if he's a, a businessman or he knows that it's a scam and he's just you know breaking it in i don't think he really believes this stuff i think he yeah. just it works so why change so if it, we've been doing something for a long time but even then it's so for me after like having this okay everything has to change okay but then you don't know how to think what to feel you don't trust anything. You become kind of, you know, paranoid with your mind or, you know, where is the, the these belief viruses now? So it's like very blind trying to navigate and figure out um, to be able to think rationally again because it's so hard to tell the difference for me at the mm-hmm. time. Like, in fact, Diego kept saying, well, can, can you tell the difference between fact and opinion? You know, or... Or how, because you, uh, the authority we give to, again, the feeling or opinion seems to be much stronger than we don't mm. realize that people could be hearsay. If someone says they, they, they had this experience, or I think this is also how the different religions started to happen as well. One person thought, said that it happened like this, and, and they explained it, and then a person interpreted it in a whole different way, and then they made it into their own kind of thing, and then they start fighting over it. Yeah, it's built on previous mythologies and it just keeps on building and building and building until you get this edifice, which is overarching and downright oppressive. But yeah, that's, it seems to be the common thread is oppression. (laughs) Yeah. In some some ways, yes, it is repression in one way or another, but we, we don't see it that way though. We see it as absolute liberation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why we uh, yeah, it's it's very Orwellian in that way, right? You mean, you know, freedom is slavery and and et cetera. It's the the, the oppression comes out when it, it, it's the, the, somebody questions dogma. That's that's when the knives come out and the the true colors of of the. Uh, adherence to whatever cult or religion or whatever yeah that's that's the thing it it becomes a threat and uh, some someone like you is a threat because you were a true believer that's the other thing you were once a true believer and once you left um it's just like in the jehovah's witnesses right you were shown the 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 correct path and then you rejected it i mean it's one thing to be an atheist like me i was never a believer i was never part of a religion Oh well, he'll come to the correct beliefs uh, on his own, right? Kind of thing, which is just nonsense. But uh, I'm already there, as far as I can tell. But somebody who was actually a true believer once—that's a special. This is why Islam uh, calls for the killing of apostates. They—they they were the true believers at one point. They knew they—they—they they, they experienced the <clears throat> the correct thing. And then rejected it. That's a special sat- status, if one one wants to put it, that needs to be destroyed. You know, it's and very it, tricky because people are saying, <clears throat> "Well, we have to be free 
religion and uh, you know the uh, religious tolerance, but you can't tolerate something like this. You can't tolerate a religion that kills apostates, particularly mm -hmm. if even if uh, you say keep your beliefs to themselves. Okay, they keep their beliefs to themselves, but yet they're still going to encourage within them with with which their beliefs encourage is this the whole world has to be Muslim in order for us to have the paradise. So they still have this nurtured. Mm -hmm. And so they continue on with this. So it, it's just, it's not the, um, I know people are so afraid now to step on toes or offend. I, I know there was the, the blasphemy bill was recently lifted by the way in Canada, which I was very happy to hear. Cause I really didn't like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind and, of difficult to tell other countries blasphemy is not a crime when you have, even if it's a zombie law, one that it hasn't been actually uh, enforced in 50 years, it doesn't matter. It's kind of, you know, like Ireland. Ireland right now has still has their blasphemy. That's a new, that's the strange thing. It's a new law. I mean, it's only been what, less than 10 years. And they have <clears throat> We're afraid to offend. We're afraid, we're, yeah. you know, if you say something, then you're you're Islamophobic uh, or you're racist or these kind of things. So you yeah. can't, you have to like, what, are we supposed to stay silent? Yeah. Will these atrocities continue on? Are we supposed to do what uh, Germany did and just, you know, build a hundred mosques? And then after a while, should we be surprised when they start to uh, force the locals to be covered up, the females to be covered up? Otherwise, they will be beaten. You know, yeah. So they start pushing laws and their ideas on them. So this is a problem. Even with this, the spiritual new age, I thought I had to uh, convert as many people as possible to wake them up to their soul, their true potential, um, yeah. to shift the planet. You know, it it's always has this theme, this pattern. Now, now you uh, probably feel like you have to reverse it. I mean, well, now I feel like the planet should all be critical yeah. and rational. Yes. In this case, yes, I think we need to be more critical and, and rational so that, like, we have to separate uh, church from religion and church and state kind of thing like this. This, this definitely must happen. This must we must not have faith schools or at least be able to study the Bible to to see how ridiculous it is, to see the inconsistencies, the contradictions, um, and so on. Yeah, unfortunately, Canada still has their uh, religious schools so that are publicly funded. Well, I mean, aside from that, we can't keep protecting it. I mean, blasphemy is very important because it's a therapy. It actually it helps people to. Uh, for me, I, it helped me tremendously in my transition as well to to ridicule my authority figures. Before, like you find that um, people who are believers they won't make fun of this their their belief. It's like sacred to them, and, and so they're you know they don't want to offend or whatever. Um, but they should, because nothing should be so high up that it shouldn't mm -hmm. be ridiculed. Um, and, and then it just gives a perspective of how ridiculous we once were. And, and, and that's, that's okay. Like we don't need to take it so seriously and fight for it kind of a thing. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Uh, people take, like we talked about before, people identify with their beliefs as opposed to identifying with who they are. Yeah. Well, they don't know who they are without them. So, so mm -hmm. how could... If you've been thinking a, way, a certain way for a long time, but also you're discouraged to think because I've seen churches say thinking is evil and, and stuff like this. So it's been discouraged for, for quite a long time. So you have this historical um, influence that is very difficult to try to overcome and break, even mm -hmm. though like what we have to show for it is just 
repeating history over and over again, same patterns over and over again. It's quite embarrassing that we just keep repeating. Uh, even in our own personal lives, we keep making the same mistake over again, same kind of partner over again. Mm. That we're not able to learn, that we're not able to grow or evolve or psychologically, that is. We have yes. technological evolution, but not necessarily psychological evolution. Yeah, well, however, I think more and more people are now um, it's realizing the problem with religion. More and more people are speaking out. I think uh, internet has helped greatly with this as well, because people are now able to see the difference between fake news, real news. I hope so. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's necessarily true, because well, Trump's in the White House. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things about the internet and, and net neutrality. Anything, you know, the Google University is not a proper, you know, you can't get a proper degree from Google University. Uh, you know, right. Yeah. But, it but I'm worried about universities in general now, too, though. Do you mean like faith universities or? No, no real universities, uh, especially in the social sciences where we're seeing too much uh, of the same. Oh, we can't offend people. Oh, we we have to uh, not, you know, like the whole uh, words are violence nonsense. That's a problem. Yeah, because then yeah. we can never really investigate into exactly what's yeah. going on and address the problem as a whole. We're protecting the problem. Yeah, the idea that is that we should be able to entertain ideas, no matter how much we disagree with them, without you know accepting them. It doesn't mean we accept them. We just we analyze these things. That's and we're supposed to be dispassionate about it, and that seems to be lost or becoming lost. I think it was an interview that I someone's I think it was in England. They're the ones that were telling me that more and more people are rejecting um, religious. Religiosity. So I don't. I didn't look in on it, but it, I, I know that they are quite. A, they do a lot of research. So, or but if you're immersed in this world of skepticism, then you again you only see all the articles about you know the progress of skepticism. But I mean, if we look at it on the grand scheme of things in the world, it's it may not necessarily be because also there are some countries that are atheist countries, but now they're becoming more um, spiritual. It's a word I don't even know what that what it means. When somebody says they're spiritual, I'm just like, okay, define that, please. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very good thing to do, to define it. What do you mean by vibration? What do you mean yeah. by consciousness? What do you mean by soul? Then you'll find out that they don't really know what they're saying or yeah. what it really is. They just think they know it. They hear people say it over and over, and then they just repeat it. Yeah, that's that's true. Christina, are there any comments on the – at all? <laughs> Sorry, I'll just let me have a quick look here. I know that Twyla's watching us. She can do that. Yeah, and, unfortunately. Uh, so, hi, Twyla. <laughs> we'll we'll fix yeah. your issues later. <clears throat> Certainly before the before our next uh, interview with uh, um, Kathy Young. Uh, we have Beach and Sam discussing the flat Earth. <laughs> discussing the flat Earth. Yeah. The problem with the flat earth is that, like, even if you told them just, you know, get, put some money, because so if there's a lot of, here's where the internet really works against us when it comes to being critical is if they, because they have millions of hits. And mm. I remember also back in when I was in that stuff, um, by the way, the, the earth wasn't flat for me at the time. The earth was hollow. 
and also a hologram. <laughs> so, oh I, in my day, the Earth was a, <laughs> but um, the um, the the because there's so many hits, you think, oh, that the people are waking up. Oh, there, this is this because it has, it must be true. That's what we think. Majority can't all be wrong, can they? Yes, yes, they can. Mm-hmm. So. I suggest them just to invest in a weather balloon with the camera and just let it go up. They can see the curvature. But if even if that happened, they would just um, and you show them the footage, they'll be like, oh, that was that was uh, the Illuminati or the government got it and they changed it very quickly. So we can't really know or you know, they'll always find some way just to discard it. Once they've made up their mind, they're so sure it's true. Like just like when I did the burp, they, they refuse to believe I could do such a thing. So they've made up their mind about me. So even if I did something very di- out of my character, it's never happened. It was it was a translator. But they saw me do it. No. So this is how they are. This is also what's going on with the flat earthers. And they're so sure they're true. And they get this consensus that it's it's intelligent, that they're, they're intelligent because they know the truth. And, and they also get that NASA is all, you know, they're supposedly so smart, but it's all BS. And so we're, we're wise to them. So we're smarter than NASA. So you see, it gives this, um, I would call it the Dunning-Kruger effect. Are you familiar with it? Oh, yeah. The overconfident yeah. idiot, you know, where you have a boss that's a, like, because uh, they are, they, they're so educated and they get a, they have paid so much more than you. You can't question what they're doing. If you see they're going to make a mistake, you tell them that, well, what, who are you to tell me this? I'm your boss, you know. Okay, you sit back and watch them make the mess. Well, that's how you advance in any company, right? <laughs> Yeah. We have I, a call keep, your mouth shut. keep your mouth shut and be a sycophant. Uh, first of all, excuse the furnace in the background. It's intolerably, intolerably cold here. It's almost like minus 30, so I can't be without the heat today. Uh, second of all, Beach says people get involved because they can't face reality, then can't leave because the faith reality scares them into staying. Well, yeah, there's a lot of risk. So, for example, you lose, You could if your family and friends are in it, then you can lose them because you know they think you're you're influenced or maybe the devil's got to you or you're just now negative or however way like it's very it's it's scary also what are you going to do who are you going to belong with next um how do i handle these uh beliefs without without the church without the community um because we know, I, I know I'm going to die one day we all know we're going to die one day but how do i live with this not knowing i think we need to be okay with not knowing we, we, we're so afraid of the, the unknown, but it's really ridiculous to be afraid of the unknown. How can you be afraid of what you don't know? You, ha- you obviously have to tell yourself some story that you think you know in order to <laughs> or change your mind and go from all this, this, or this. But you're just making yourself overreact for nothing. Yeah, when people say, oh, we don't know what happens after we die, I'm like, yes, we do. We decompose, right? <laughs> we do know this, you know, right? <laughs> Or if people think that uh, there is, a, what was it, that life is a virtual reality game, so we just take off the helmet and when we die, we get to see everyone there. <laughs> Look at his eyebrows, Randy. Yeah, like, virtual reality. I've never heard that one. That's a new one. Yeah, no, um, uh, I think Elon Musk time talked about it. Uh, yeah. Well, th- there is something to be said for the holographic universe, but... Uh, that... Such as? Here. Well, actually... Um, the, there's a, there's a theory in physics that that the universe is a hologram. It's actually it because it it's the amount of information uh, 
that the universe contains uh, is equivalent to a uh, black hole the size of, of the universe. So it's, yeah, Brian Greene goes into this in detail in, in, in one of his books. Uh, but it, it's uh, it's information theory. It's also about perspective. So when I heard that the universe the could be thing, yeah. holographic, it made me think of, well, how can that be true? So when when someone, when 10 different people witness a car accident, each person sees something different. That's like a hologram, right? Well, yeah. the different perspectives, but also where they are, depending where they are, what angles they get to see. Um, also what the person thinks they see gets in the way. Um, it, but this is also the problem and one something that's showing up within the, the Dunning-Kruger effect is within um, trials in, in court that the juries, the, what they think, like, or even these uh, criminal lineups, the person is so sure they saw that person. But it might be <laughs> someone, um, it reminds them of someone that they saw or someone that they don't like. Like, it's they found out how often they are wrong. Yeah. One and of that the th- they should assurance of a person. So sure. One of the ways to uh, get off of jury duty actually is to, is to do the Neil deGrasse Tyson method and say I can't convict anybody on the ba- solely on the basis of eyewitness testimony. Instant, well, inst- he's been up three times, and each time he's been rejected because of that. Wow, that's great. That's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree with him. Hmm. Yeah, well, the problem is because hmm. they if they have if it's jury, then there's many people. So now they're trying to see who, again, the majority wins, right? If so mm-hmm. if a majority of people are convinced the person's guilty, then, and because maybe he looks like he could have done it or whatever kind of reason that mm. people have, it's not reliable. And the, the this majority might not be very intelligent either. Like they could mm. be zombies and they're, as, as far as like, they're just not, a majority of people can be, not intelligent, basically. So they're not able to make the decision or to see what's really going on. And it's 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 difficult because the beliefs make us not intelligent. Yeah, okay. I, I, you're differentiating here between innate intelligence versus being smart. Uh, yes. I, 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 that's kind of how I... Intelligence is something that, that is innate to the person, but it's a capacity for being smart is what I – unfortunately, most people – well, everybody does something stupid. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I do it everybody. And Eli, I have a – yes, no removal is about to happen very quickly, so I wanted to sneak in a question. And can you talk more about the people you said that are in North America or like, you know, in, in mental institutions and stuff? And where did you say Bali? Yeah, so a lot of people uh, go to Bali for spiritual workshops, and they do these activations, and they do these cleanses, they they encourage their kids to even get colonoscopies, like, every day, Um, they sometimes, some people, I've heard, uh, force their animals, their dogs, and their cats to be vegan. Oh, that's cruelty to animals, period. Yeah, it's um, and only eating uh, vegetables and fruit and eggs and stuff like this. Um, and then they die, of course. Animals. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I found out that um, the mental institutions in Bali are full of Westerners that go there for these workshops and they end up there. <laughs> so as we mentioned before about mental illness, I really do think that these beliefs make people more encourage mental instability. I have seen it. I've seen people who are stable completely lose it 
Suddenly you're hearing voices, you think you're seeing things. Like spiritual workshops are all about, oh, you want to meet your guides? You want to, and I was all about promoting meeting your guides. Um, you have to imagine it first, visualize it, pretend it's actually happening and then it actually is. And then you start convincing yourself. You start, um, a person is so sure they're hearing things and then what are they saying? Oh, they're telling me to do this. I have to go, you know, dive in the dumpster. I've heard the most craziest stories. I have to get naked and, and walk in the middle of the road and it's just, what the heck? And my voice has told me to do this and it's very important because it's some mission, like the way they start to justify it and... So it just, it gets worse and worse and worse. And I even had a, a, a stalker who really lost his mind with uh, some of just following not just my stuff, but he also mixed it with religion and that he was chosen by God and that we we're meant to be together and he kept planning my wedding, our wedding and like even asked a young girl to be our, the flower girl. And he's like, so if you don't show up this time, it's your fault because she will feel sad. You're letting her down. So if you don't want to let her down, show up. I'm like... It was awful, and all these letters constantly from him, and they were just more and more crazy. I was just watching this decline of him, and so I also am concerned because people who are mentally unstable become very drawn to this kind of material and information as well, because they've if you're you're put on medication because you're hearing voices and you're you're told you're crazy and then you see oh no you're not crazy you're just awakening to the fifth dimension you're hearing your guides uh. you're hearing beings from other you see so it starts to confirm to them that they're actually a, a part of something like that the world is wrong about them so they don't have to feel this way about themselves anymore this is this is the concern yeah this is a problem i would think so it's kind of a chicken and egg thing right you've got did they were they drawn to it these beliefs because they're they have mental issues or uh did the mental issues develop after let's kind of after you're drawn to it. Yeah, that's a, there's something to say. I think it's probably an individual uh, case by case basis, I suppose. Yeah. Each to their own. Yeah. Any questions, Christine? Any questions from the peanut gallery? I don't think so. Let me check. Um, no, it's also here. So it's like, it's very close to, you know, the people send Saturday. So. Yeah. So for you, it's Saturday night. Yeah, it's yeah. Saturday night, but for you guys, it's like Saturday morning, I think. Uh, afternoon. Uh, afternoon, yeah. About 1.30. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just a bit of chit-chat going and, on in the chat window, but not one any questions. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I think we'll, we'll 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 leave it here because I know you're hungry. You haven't eaten yet. I haven't eaten yet, and my food's well, actually let's... right in front of me here. <laughs> and I can't um, touch Is it. there anything you want to promote, Jessica? Before we sign off here, like your, your uh, documentary and that kind of thing. Yeah, my film, um, Memoirs of a Former Mystic, Caution, Too Much Love and Light Will Make You Sick, is the title. <laughs> um, <laughs> because in the in the trailer, I'm puking out rainbows and sprinkles and stuff like this. It's, it's funny, but it's actually quite tragic because it's showing, look, it made me really sick and I'm still trying to, you know, I'm still purging this stuff. Um, and, um, and then also the EOF Project, uh, eofproject.org. And my website, jessicamystic.com. No, no, jessicamystic. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. Automatic, just like that. That's my old one, jessicashob.com. And yeah, thank you for yeah, having th me on. Thanks for being on. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting story of uh, thank you. a side. I can tell the noise. Yeah, not necessarily religion, but uh, religious in its, in its nature. 
Uh, but they're they, intertwined. And yeah, they are. And we have to see the patterns of that. It's the same kind of thinking, and it's it's very similar. Just the one is more structured. Religion tends to be more yeah. structured than, than... Religion is more structured, and spiritual New Age is like the Matrix, uh, science, uh, fiction, fantasy. It's all true. Truth is stranger than fiction. Um, so it's, well, that's it's, actually so it's true. Setting all your superheroes, you can save the planet, you know, you have abilities, telepathy, telekinesis, <laughs> psychic, you know, so yeah. it's, it's very appealing to people, particularly if they, they're, they don't, they're struggling to fit in and I mean, they embrace outcasts. So yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Br- things like that. They embrace people that are odd ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like p- why people go to anime uh, conferences or Comic Con? You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're odd ducks, and then all the odd ducks can get together. And, yep, and play around. And with their heroes, yeah, yeah, yeah cosplay. Heroes. Yeah. Well, th- thanks, Jessica, for being on. Hi. I, I, and very <laughs> What's that? Was that? You're calling an outcast. I was supposed to speak at Comic Con last uh, last. Oh, that makes you an incredible outcast. <laughs> you were going to speak it. <laughs> You were going to speak at Comic-Con? Yeah, there was a skeptic track. So I was meant to be on a panel, but stuff happened and I had to... A skeptic thing at a Comic-Con. That's... Yeah, skeptic track. I I love the the outreach. (laughs) It's where it's needed. We should be going where we're needed, right? Maybe that's why uh, uh, Michael Shermer kind of got on with Deepak Chopra. Maybe it's Trojan horsing. I think they just agreed to disagree because they had a debate. Yeah. And oh, with started. Sam Harris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, thanks for being on. Yeah, I'm just going to think we're going to close it up. Yeah. And you can go eat. I can go eat. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks. thanks. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Legion of Reason Diversion coming to you from Alberta, Canada. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to our bi-weekly podcast on iTunes and other podcatchers. Even better, subscribe to our YouTube live sessions where you can join in on the discussion. Thanks for giving us a listen. Music and other sound effects under license from audioblocks.com.